What do you do? The podcast that explores various occupations and industries and arms you with information about what that position entails and how someone gets that job. This show is for anyone who's ready for a career change or who's just entering the workforce. What will we discover today? Lean in and enjoy the show with your host, Chris. Welcome to What Do You Do? The Career Podcast, Episode 6. In this episode, we talk to my friend named Ben, who is a retro video game convention founder. He started the uh, Power Up Retro Video Game Convention in Huntington, West Virginia, my home state. And it's grown over the years. It's gone from small, but I was still caught a success, uh, to bigger and bigger each year. The convention is now starting to do a lot of good things with donation. They have uh, partnered up with the Standard Nerds, who also have a podcast. I highly recommend you check them out. I'll uh, put their links on the website, on the show notes. Just just check them out. They're doing a lot of good for kids that uh, need some help, just encouragement. And they, they raise the money through a event called Extra Life, where you play uh, for donations for a set time, usually about 24 hours. Uh, the link for that, I went ahead and shortened it because it's a really long link. But you can visit it through the bit.ly link that I created, which is B-I-T period L-Y forward slash what do extra. If you visit that, it'll take you right to their uh, their website where you can donate and pledge your support. I highly recommend it. At the end of the podcast, I have a little blurb about Patreon and support of the show. If you want to support the show right now, just skip that, please, and and visit these guys. Donate, and let's do some good. It would mean a lot to me and for them. Uh, This has been kind of a a run-on, long intro, so I'm going to skip the whole motivational quote for this episode. Uh, but this really means a lot to me with uh, the children. As you know, I have three daughters myself, and gaming can really bring happiness to these children. The other thing I'd like to point out is the show is now on iTunes, Google Play, Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, Last FM. It's it's being picked up by all the uh, the major players and. Uh, directories so you can find it now on your favorite apps on your phone take it to go all that fun stuff uh, I, I'm done rambling on so let's go ahead and start the show and here's the interview all right I'm here with Ben who is a retro video game convention founder he started a retro video game convention back in my home state of West Virginia in Huntington called the uh, power up retro video game convention is that correct that is correct. And it started off, I went to it when it first started. Since moving out of the state, it has grown every year. And that's a very good thing for West Virginia, uh, being a small state that is pretty uh, not accepting the new technology or anything related to technology. But it does have a very good retro video game base and a gamers base uh there's the college of marshall which uh i saw a lot of students there when when i was there um anyways how about you go ahead and tell us a little about yourself then 
Uh, my name is Ben, and as you said, I'm uh, the founder of Power Up. Uh, I'm, I'll be 34 here in May. Uh, I'm a newfound parent. I have a, a small toddler, and uh, I do graphic design on the side. What made you get the idea to start a uh, retro video game convention? Uh, I've actually been uh, collecting video games probably for about, I'd say, seven or eight years. They actually started when I was in college. Uh, I was bored. I couldn't really afford any of the new systems. And there were a lot of like game exchanges and uh, places like that in Pittsburgh. So I was like, hey, you know what? I'm bored. Uh, I'm going to go buy Nintendo 64 and play Ocarina of Time whenever I have you know, a spare moment here and there. And it just sort of grew from there. Huh. And also in West Virginia, there was never really, we never really had any conventions. I think the last convention I remember was like a Star Trek convention. Really? I didn't know about that one. Yeah, that was probably like in 1999, 2000-ish maybe. Now we have, well, there's there's Mountaineer Expo. Uh, there's another one in Charleston. There's a few. There's uh, Tricon, which is a comic book convention. Uh, it's I think it's in its like fifth or sixth year. Um, there's Charcon, which is like board games and stuff in Charleston. There's like Mountain State Pop Expo in Morgantown. There's a few that are just like starting to pop up here and there uh, around the state, which is pretty cool. Right, because I mean, like I said, West Virginia is kind of lacking in things, but this is filling a good gap for the yeah. young generation. What's there to do? Exactly. <laughs> so, did anything? Did any one event maybe strike you to start a convention? Uh, I seen like events like too many games uh following like certain youtubers like the the game chasers and my favorite the uh, retro liberty and just seeing sort of like the community out there and the interest in it uh and then just sort of knowing here locally like the gaming community and personally trading with individuals in the community itself it just sort of hit me you know well why not just sort of like give it a shot and try just to see sort of test the waters and see how things go and see if there's any interest. Cause the first time the, the first convention, it was, I mean, we just had one room, right? Like, yeah, it was it one was, room. I remember the heat couldn't keep the, the air conditioner couldn't keep, couldn't keep up with it. It was hot, <laughs> but it was packed. Uh, a bunch of sweaty, smelly nerds in there. Yeah, it was packed. Um, I think we, we were expecting around 250, I mean, tops. I wasn't expecting like a huge turnout. And then it turns out, I think we had around 700 plus show up for the day. And I think the rooms, uh, I want to say it was like 12,000 square feet, maybe, uh, probably smaller than that. But yeah, yeah it was, uh, it was very unexpected. Yeah. I remember cause that's back where I did my laser engraving and, I sold out within a few hours. <laughs> yeah, I know you were you were of it started. Yeah, um, but now you guys have what two rooms, three rooms? Like you're in the main hall now too, right? Yeah, we have the uh, grand ballroom, and then we have like uh, a section of the space we we're in before, and then we have two tech rooms. So we basically tripled so in size. That's pretty good. I'm hoping to end up in the arena itself. What's some of the, the thought process when it came to game planning, your uh, convention? 
I mean, we had the target audience, you know, the, the gamers. Right. I mean, for me, I found out on Facebook, and that seemed to be, like, the the main source of quick, you know, wildfire spread. Yeah, that, I think that was the, the main way we wanted it to go about it was just, like, uh, you know, word of mouth. And obviously, Facebook's great for free advertising for the most part. You know, you tell one person, you share it, your family member shares it, five million other people share it, and it just sort of uh, sort of takes off virally. What's been some of the hardest challenges with the convention? I'd have to say uh, making contacts at first was probably pretty hard because obviously I knew a lot of the local sellers, but I wanted to branch out and just sort of, you know, get in contact with people from other states and sort of draw in more and more individuals as I could. So I think making contacts, just, I guess, like table organization and how I'm going to lay everything out. Do you have any stories you can recall of anything in particular that kind of stood out as like an awesome, memorable experience at the convention? I would have to say the first year um, where we didn't actually have like a sign out front and it was like time for people to sort of like start showing up and I went outside and I looked and there was like a line forming in front of the actual like civic arena entrance and I was just like, oh God. And then they just started, they saw me and they just started like forming and like swarming the doors and there was like this gigantic line. I was like, well, all right, here we go. <laughs> on the on the flip side, what have been one of the I don't want to call it a nightmare, but what's been one of the the hardest challenges uh, or, or stories that you can recall? I think last year we had a couple of our vendors sort of leave early, and I know that kind of it was sort of frowned upon by a lot of the people that were showing up a little later in the evening. It kind of disappointed them, and I think if, it kind of looked uh, bad upon you know the the commission itself. We did have a little accident. <laughs> this is a, uh, a bad and yet funny story. Um, apparently, a ch- small child like pooped uh, in like the main vendor room, just like straight on the floor. Oh wow! So I didn't hear about it until like later from uh, one of the vendors. They were just like cracking up over, it, and I was like, "Why didn't someone come and find me?" You know. So they had to flag down like on the staff of the convention center, and it all got taken care of. But it was. It was quite hilarious. A little phantom turd just sitting out. <laughs> yeah, that's basically, they were like, what's that smell? Did someone, sh- you know, crap themselves? Yeah, we went um, to a, uh, a department store here locally. I'm not going to say the name, but I'm walking with my, you know, my, my brood. And my wife turns around and says, you know, Chris, stop her. I'm like, what are you talking about? And as she said that, the, the two-year-old, who was probably like, you know, wanted some change at the time. Uh-huh. Some little kid took a poop in the middle of the floor. <laughs> and her hand went right for it. Big old handful. Uh, I as fast as I can. And what does she do? She smacks me in the face with it. So I have poop all over my face, all over the shirt I just got from, what was it? I think it was T-Fury or Woot, one of those shirts, you know. Yeah. I was covered in poop. Oh, Here we man. go, you know, to the clothing store. And I'm covered in, you know, I can, I can take, you know, this is so off topic for us, but, you know, I can take being covered in like, you know, my kid's poop. Yeah. Some stranger's like, 
whole different story. It's a totally um, different story. Yeah, it's just man. So I can relate to that story that you told. That's <laughs> oh man. Oh well, I guess it happens. So yeah, next time you can have your your, your poop patrol to make sure that doesn't happen again. Exactly. Where do you see the convention in the next, you know, two to ten years? Well, it's hard to say. Um, you know, is is this just a fad? Is this just you know kids going out and just buying games? Just for collectability, is this just like the 30-somethings trying to relive their youth? You know, uh, it's hard to say. I mean, this, I see it as more of like uh, collecting history. You know, this is where the video game industry started. And you can sort of slowly see how they develop, you know, from the 8-bit to the 16-bit, 64, and on up. But I would like to, I think it's going to keep, you know, keep on... uh, taking off each year i mean we see more and more people getting into it i see kids teenagers going back and playing the the old school stuff too and actually enjoying it i'm pretty confident now too like the old school is what's came back in the style more so oh, now because when i was a kid i'd play games prime example you know final fantasy as a kid my favorites i liked it but i wasn't crazy about it right now as an adult I'm paying more attention to the story, the characters. You know, I I can enjoy it more. And then now with my kids, it's fun seeing, you know, my, you know, eight-year-old pickup of, you know, a classic game to me. And and she likes playing it. Right. So I guess it's also tapping into, like, you know, reliving our childhoods again. Because, you know, I remember Christmas morning getting my Nintendo. I can remember the way the room was. I can remember what game it was. I can remember who was there, what we did. Um, you know, who can't forget all the timeless nights of you and your friends playing Goldeneye, you know? Oh, yeah. All night long. We all have those memories, like staying up till midnight, you know, lights off, playing uh, Resident Evil, scaring the crap out of each other, just stuff like that. Again, that's another one. I remember my friends being in his basement playing and... And his dad was a doctor, so they had every system, you know, all the all the different titles, and just again playing Resident Evil and just watching those doors, you know, slowly open, hearing the dog paws, uh, and the scratching of their their toenails, and yeah, it's just those memories that are always good to kind of oh yeah relate yeah. back to. Um, if you had to do one thing over when it comes to the convention, what's one that you think you might do? Hmm. Honestly, I don't. I don't think there's anything I'd do ever, or just sort of like redo, or just like do differently. Yeah, you could like do one thing and fine tune it a little bit. Um, I think the last time we talked about it, like the, the convention's still one day, isn't it? Yeah, it's still one day. I think. I, I mean, I would like to make it into two day eventually, but I don't. I think right now there's just not enough attendance for it to make it two days. And I like to keep it cheap yeah. for people to get in and to hang out. You know what? I think there is. I think I might actually like. I think I'd go back and add in like tabletop stuff, just sort of the you know the original gaming, which I think I might yeah. do that in the future. That's a huge following for that too right now, is the tabletop. Oh yeah, I mean board games are uh, very very popular now. Like that, they they've they've definitely taken on a life of, the, of its own. If you look at, like, um, Dragon Age, you know, originally Dragon Age, that was a tabletop game. 
and then it right. turned into a video game and had huge success. I mean, there's a lot of tabletop that transitions over. Oh yeah, I mean, any of the video games we play nowadays take straight from like the the D and D. Uh, yeah, just like Gary Gax making D and I mean, most of our video games, you know, pretty much translate from it, from like rolling dice to <laughs> random encounters and stuff like that. Like one of the games, I guess you could say, further in my childhood is Ultima Online, um, from you know, the early '90s to oh, early man. 2000s. Um, yeah. I played that, you know, religiously. And now they have the free servers, and you can see, you know, uh, how the servers are run. And if you look at the code for things, uh-huh. you'll see that the whole like, you know, roll for damage, and a lot of it's, you know, based off right. of that. And I guess you know, even in today's modern games, it's the same principles of you know, rolling for damage. Uh, yeah. Even I guess with yeah, the, uh, the shooter games. I mean, it's still the same concepts. That's always going to be the same concepts, I believe. Um, now, in the beginning, you said you were married. Has your wife been pretty supportive of um, the convention? Absolutely. Uh, she helps me. She gives me ideas. Uh, just basically anything I need, she's usually there. It's good to have a team player that can help encourage you, <laughs> especially when uh, – yeah. He gets stressed out. <laughs> once, the, once the little one gets a little older, we'll have her involved as well. Yeah. You always need someone to take tickets at least. Exactly. So right now, um, Ben, where can someone go right now if they want to learn more about Power Up? How can uh, how can they learn more about it? Uh, they can visit our Facebook page. It's uh, Power Up RVGC. And that's usually where I update everything and post any sort of post. I know I should be posting some of our door prizes I've been picking up recently. I think I'm going to be giving away a box Nintendo. I have the Star Wars Battlefront 3 giant display with the AT-AT on the front of it and the lights up and everything. I'll be giving one of those away. I've got some really nice hand-stitched... Mario, Princess, and Luigi little finger puppets that I'm going to frame. I have a sweet, sweet Majora's Mask watercolored print that I'm going to frame and uh, be giving away to. How many uh, vendors are we expecting this year? How many vendors? Uh, We'll probably have around 21 again, and if I have more interest, I'll probably end up renting additional space and uh, making room for them as well. Are they going to do any uh, panels again? I don't think I'm going to do the panels again. We didn't have like a very big uh, turnout for that. I think a lot of people that did it had fun, and the people that were there to uh, to listen had fun, but I think just sort of organizing it and preparing for it, the uh, the trade-off for it wasn't, uh, wasn't quite worth it. Yeah, it seemed like, I mean, again, when I was there, it was the first time, but people were pretty much shopping, and then they were playing the games. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I would, if I could, get some, like, more developers. I would like to have, uh-huh. like, you know, just, like, a developing session, or maybe have them sort of, like, teach a class. I think that would be amazing, because all of us that play video games, obviously, we will, we would love to be able to make our own video games. So any sort of right. like class to, you know, or inspire 
guide them on their way would be amazing. So any developers, if there's one listening, uh, get a hold of uh, Ben. <laughs> and uh, Please. Yeah, that'd, that'd be, be kind of cool. Please. Yeah. <laughs> you might have a chance to win uh, a door prize. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. It it was a very fun convention because, as we said before, it, it takes you back to your childhood. And I think for most people, that's a very calming uh, time. Uh, you know, memories of friends that you might not have around today, you know, moved across and... Uh, I remember right. walking around the, the, the tables of the vendors. I mean, there's games I remember having that I forgot that I ever had. Um, like one of them, I think, right. was, uh, was it Sergeant Slaughter on on Sega. It was the funnest game, and I forgot all about it. And then here I am walking, I see it. And it was really fun, the memories that just walking around looking at the different products – not to mention, there was some phenomenal art from some of the vendors there. Oh, yeah. And um, that one person that made cookies, I think it was cookies, that were uh, game-themed. <laughs> Those were amazing. Cannon, yeah. They're so, so delicious. Yeah. And they, she sold out with them, like, not long either. It was, her table was yeah, full. I think it was, and, like, two and a half hours. Yeah. So if you're in the uh, Huntington area of West Virginia or Ohio or anywhere that's worth the drive, I highly suggest you come check out the uh, the convention. It's, it's definitely worth your time. You definitely get your money's worth, and you're going to have a great time. Your kids are going to have a great time. Heck, I think when we were even there, someone from Canada was there. Yeah, that was that was real random, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, because they, I I, they asked that. me. Yeah, they were like, they, they bought a glass from me, and I was like, you know, where are you guys from? Are you from local? And she's like, no, we're from Canada. <laughs> How'd you find it? And her son found it on Facebook. Perfect. All right. Well, uh, I really appreciate it, Ben, and I hope this year it will be a big success for you guys. Absolutely. Um, there's a, one last thing I'd like to just sort of like mention. Uh, we started doing it last year with our tournaments and everything. The Standard Nerds, which is like a local group of podcasters as well. They do a lot of charity work for the uh, Extra Life event. And so they've sort of taken over the game room for me and just sort of organize all the tournaments and run them. And what we do is we raise the money, uh, whatever the entry fees are, go straight to the Extra Life event. And I think that's a, uh, it's an awesome cause, you know, helping out these kids in the hospitals for, you know, buying them gaming materials to, to play and sort of take their minds off things. And the standard nerds, like I said, are great guys. Uh, they can check out their like webpage as well, as well and listen to their, what they're doing. Um, cause they help me out a lot. And also the D 20 girls, they're usually there to help out, uh, as well. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and we'll find their, 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 their information. I'll stick it in the show notes. And on the website, because that's a great cause. Now, Extra Life, that's when a lot of groups will play for like 24 hours straight, right? And raise donations? Yeah. Uh, it's, I think it's usually November is usually when it happens. I think it's like the 7th. 
and that's where gamers will play for 24 hours, uh, just like nonstop. You know, it's 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 always a good time. Always a good time. Yeah, and some of those you can even uh, like watch live streams. Um, yeah, uh, on Twitch. Sweet. So yeah, that's um, I'll find their information. I'll throw it up, and if people are able to make a donation, let's make that happen. Uh, that's a good cause and good positive things to come out of that. All right, well, I really appreciate it, Ben. Thank you, man. Thanks for listening in today. And be sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss that one episode that can change your career path. We're passionate about sharing all the possibilities of occupations out there. And we'd like to keep moving full steam ahead. Consider becoming a patron of the show and go to patreon.com slash what do you do podcast to see how you can support the show.